Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode. I believe that this is episode 49 of Advice from a Call Center Geek. My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. For those of you who do not know yet, Expedia is a 500-seat call center outsourcer. So we work for clients looking to outsource their customer service or any type of other call center functions located here in northwestern Pennsylvania. Merry uh, Merry November. Merry kind of getting in the holiday spirit a little bit. It's, uh, you know, my wife just had me take all the... uh, the decorations out for Christmas just to do the inventory. So we're at the inventory stage right now. Next is kind of uh, the, the hanging and putting up stage as we get here closer to Thanksgiving. But again, thank you guys for joining. Again, if you have not listened to one of these podcasts, we're just trying to give you some actionable call center items that you can take back into your contact center, improve your quality, improve your agent culture, and hopefully maybe learn something along the way to, to improve the overall customer experience. I'm going to do some teaching in this podcast, and for some of you who have been in the industry forever, um, you know this might be a good refresher. For those of you who are newer to the industry, um, and we're going to really talk about the, the call center kind of KPIs and metrics and things to, to look for in your in your call center. So this would be a good podcast, you know, as you go and maybe if you're, as you're hiring new call center managers and, and hiring new supervisors. Um, wanted to kind of do one for those guys that are maybe a little bit newer to the industry. I've had a ton of, of questions about this kind of stuff too. So I, I forget that there's a range of listeners and which makes this podcast and, and what you guys are doing from a, even what we're doing on Facebook and, and how you guys are kind of contact me so awesome. So there's the, you know, the people who have been in the industry for 40 years and we're talking about some intense and, and higher level stuff, but there's, there's a, you know, a lot of you newer guys out there too that are breaking into the industry or you're brand new in the customer service world. And I got to remember that we have a range of people here listening to the podcast because that's pretty cool. You know, we've had almost 13,000 downloads of the podcast now. So it's going really well. So again, thank you guys very much. But I kind of broke this down into two, you know, the two segments of, of calls, right? So kind of some inbound and some outbound type, type KPI. So some of it is very self-explanatory and some of it is not. If you have followed me, if you follow me on LinkedIn, um, I think you should because that's probably the medium that I I post to the most. And I've just been kind of doing the last couple of days a call center metrics made easy uh, postings where you know we were talking about shrinkage and after call work and wrap time and just giving some examples. So I, don't, I would suggest you know again follow us on all the social media. So we have advice from a call center geek Facebook page. We have a Twitter account. Um, I have my own personal Twitter account, but if you can only do one. Well, I guess it'd be two. Great. Follow us on the Facebook, Advice from a Call Center Geek. And then 
if you want to follow me, T Tom Laird at uh, on LinkedIn, I post a lot of stuff. But anyway, okay. I tried to kind of group these from you know a lot of easier ones up up at the front, up at the top here, and then you know, we can get into some of the things that maybe there are a couple questions on. But number one, all right. So these are your kind of your hardcore. You know, we we just real quick we did a podcast on kind of the next level metrics, right? Where we talked about sentiment scores, we CSAT and NPS. We're not going to talk about those today. We're going to talk about really the the baseline, you know, hardcore KPIs that your agents really need to work on to really check and make sure that your your call center is being totally efficient. So number one, super easy, right? So looking at this from a from a day standpoint, looking at when I say interval, I'm going to use 30 minute intervals. So again, so if there's you know nine to nine thirty, nine thirty to ten, those type of intervals. So when I say that, so again, the first thing is you, you need to know your total calls handled, right? So you need to know your total calls handled, and then you need to know, how, know your total calls overall, right, that, that are coming into your center. You need to know that by interval. You need to be able to track that by interval because then that will kind of correlate to what your staffing is. So if you don't know that, if you don't have that anywhere, you know, you need to even track that in an Excel sheet, but you need to know that. Number two is your talk time slash handle time. What's the difference? And I get a lot of these kind of questions or, or people confuse the both, right? So your talk time is literally what? The amount of time that your reps are talking to a customer. So that doesn't include any type of, of pre-queue, doesn't include any type of uh, after-call work. It's just literally the time that it takes on average for your, your agent to talk to a customer. Where your handle time, right? Your handle time is whole time that they're on that that interaction so from the time that they take the call any type of hold time any type of after call work if there's any type of thing that you're doing at the end of call for memoing if you're calling it wrap time all of that so the total time that at that interaction takes to be handled that's your handle time and the reason you need to know both right so your total handle time really plays into your staffing but if your talk time's low, but your handle time's long, then you got some after call work or you have some wrap time or you have some of those issues that you got to work through. So make sure you know both of them. So you know that off the top of your head, what your talk time is, what your handle time is. Number three, which goes into now service level type things that we're going to talk about is, is your average speed of answer. So you need to know, you know, how long really basically customers are in queue, right? So ASA is your average speed of answer. From when that customer places the call, it hits your switch, it hits your kind of telephony piece of equipment to the time that the agent actually answers it. Long ASAs normally mean irritated customers. And that correlates you know, really closely then to service level. So the service level is kind of the core metric of any call center. And it is the amount or the percentage of calls answered within a certain period of time. So let's take a breath there and say that again. So the industry average for service level is an 80-30, which means for kind of a, a quality high-end center, 80% of the calls need to be answered within 30 seconds or less. Now, again, we go all over the board with our clients. Some of our clients want a 90-10, 90% of the calls answered within 10 seconds or less. So this goes to the culture of the organization you are. This also goes to your budget and what you can do from a staffing standpoint because the you know, the quicker you need to answer and the higher percentage of calls answer within a shorter period of time, you're going to need more people. You can also try to really work you know, some efficiencies out of this too using some of the 
you know, some other things like what we're going to talk to next, which is after call work, ACW, right? So your ACW or your wrap time. I always, we always grew up, when I would grow up, it was after call work, but a lot of companies are using wrap time, right? So basically it's the time that the customer's not on the phone anymore, but, you know, there's work to be done still. So a lot of times there's memoing or there's, you know, some type of, of account updating. Now, while there is a lot of ways that you can automate that process, most call centers are still, you know, have to work that and have to make sure that we're memoing each and every call to make sure that, you know, next time that customer comes um, and, and calls in, we know why. So let me say this too, is understand your after call work and use it to your advantage or your reps will use it to theirs. So, and what I mean by that is, don't tell them that they have five seconds of after call work and they got to get on the next call, right? You got to make sure that you give them a time to breathe, to recalibrate themselves for the next call. So on average, right, we, we you know, without their, you know, we try to get all the memoing done during the call if we can be efficient in that, but then we still will give them, you know, 20 to 30 seconds of after call work. So again, they can breathe, they can kind of take it just a second before they go on to the next call and then we're going. So Make sure you know your optical work. Make sure you benchmark your optical work. Make sure all your reps know what the, the goal is and make sure you're tracking that in real time all the time. One of the other things then that plays into all the things that we talked about, average speed of answer, your optical work, your abandon rate, um, your talk time is in your occupancy. An occupancy is a number or I should say a percentage that really tells you how efficient your agents are doing it tells you if you are overworking your agents, if you're burning them out, but it also tells you if you're not as, as efficient as you should be. So so occupancy, so for us, is our talk time plus our after call work, which is basically your handle time, right, divided by the total time that an agent is logged in. So for us, it's basically in a, if we're, if we're getting billed by the minute, they're in a paid state for how, how many minutes of the hour and what percentage of the hour are they in a paid state or are they in a, for most of you guys, for an, an internal center in a kind of a, 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 an agent working state, right, where they're actually talking or working on an account compared to when they're kind of, not only say relaxing, but maybe just waiting for another call to come in. So for a benchmarking purposes, we benchmark that at, we want occupancy at 75 to 80% of the hour, which basically means for 45 minutes out of each 60 minutes, you know, the rep is in some type of talk time or after call work time. Some people take after call work out of that and just kind of do it a straight on, on how much your, your handle time is or your talk time is. Um, but I think that that should kind of play into it. So again, you can't burn your reps out. You can't have a 90 to 95% occupancy, which means the reps are talking and working 55 minutes out of the hour. I mean, maybe that's your culture, but I, I don't think it's, it's good for your agents. So make sure you kind of understand that. Make sure you benchmark that and try to work that to, to get to that to 45 minutes or 70 to 80, 75 to 80% of the time. We have other kind of, I don't want to say weirder stats, but but some that you guys will have, some you won't, some that will mean something, some of you that, you know, th this won't mean too much. But one, we, we like to know the longest delay, which basically means what's the longest call in queue for the day, right? So, you know, we've been good. We have an 80% service level, but, you know, we, we see that, you know, for we had a the longest call that took to get answer was six minutes and 32 seconds. And that just kind of tells me, wow, do we have an interval that's screwed up? So that's kind of a, you know, a, a, a red flag that kind of goes off or a red, red alarm, a siren, siren, siren that goes off. Let's try that. Uh, um, 
that says, hey, this interval is probably screwed up with your staffing or something happened there. So I can, my eyes go right to that interval and I'll know that, you know, something happened there, even though it looks like we're fine for the day. It's kind of a detailed thing to make sure that for us that it's good. We, we uh, track our callback percentage, so we do virtual callbacks. So, again, if we do have a, a client that does get caught in queue, we get caught in a spike. Um, the customers have the ability to schedule an instant callback, right, where their, their place in queue does not get taken away. right? They don't go back to the line. So we kind of make sure that we're tracking how many percentage of those customers are, are opting in um, and then – Know, how many of those are we actually getting? Because a lot of times, if there's a longer wait time, we we will abandon that call when we call them back because nobody's there, or they're not answering. Um, so that's another one. And then obviously you have you, you want to track your self service usage. You want to check your your IVR finalization. So how many of your calls are getting finalized in your IVR with a positive outcome? How many of them are getting kicked to agents? And that's kind of obviously a way to to kind of figure out um, if your IVR is getting screwed up. The last kind of main call center one is you need to be able to track your shrinkage. And for me, growing up, shrinkage just basically meant your call-off percentage, right? So if you have, you know, 10 people needed for, let's say 20 people, because the math is just, I think it's easier to see. 20 people are scheduled at 9 o'clock, right? Um, Or I'm sorry, 20 people are needed at 9 o'clock in the morning for your program based on the amount of calls and how long the calls are. Well, then you need to schedule with a 10% shrinkage added in two more agents, right? So you would schedule 22 to make sure that you're getting to that number. So there's two types of of shrinkage now that I kind of have grown into this. So we have our external shrinkage, which again is, you know, your pay time off, call off, those types of things. Then you have your internal shrinkage, which is your, you know, you're going to pull somebody for training. You're going to go play a game with them because they did good on a call. Um, All those types of things, you know, bathroom breaks and, and, and those types of things that agents do. So you just basically take your external plus your internal, divide it by the total time, times by 100, you get your percentage. And then that's the number that you use when you're staffing um, to make sure that you plus it up by that percentage. Now, if you are, if your shrinkage is like 25%, you got issues, right? So, I, you know, 10 to 15% is normally the, the norm, right, um, for your shrinkage. So if you do have a higher uh, 20, 25% of shrinkage, then you need to make sure that you're probably looking at the the attendance podcast because there's probably not a lot of people there or they're calling off a lot. And then that kind of goes just again with, with schedule adherence. So after you have that shrinkage number, um, then make sure you're looking the next day at how many reps did you really need and making sure that you know those numbers are, are jiving together. So again, from total calls handled, your talk time, your handle time, average speed of answer, your after call work, your wrap time, abandon rate, service level, occupancy, your longest delay, uh, the amount of customers that use the callback percentage, your self-service, how many reps or I'm sorry, how many customers got finalized in your IVR or in your your self-service model, your shrinkage and your schedule adherence. If you kind of have that core group of I guess 12 or 13 type of, of metrics, then you have a really good handle on, on how, how well your call center is doing. And you're also going to know, you know, where from an efficiency standpoint do you need to tweak some things. From an outbound standpoint, these go less, less telephony and probably more salesy. So when I say outbound, you're probably doing a little bit more sales. Um, so again, everything, a lot of this is done by the hour to 
to benchmark and, and to have metrics to, to compare reps and to compare different programs. So for like for us, we're, we're looking at sales per hour, or if we're trying to collect a payment, it's a, it's a mop, a method of payment per hour. We're going to look obviously at our dials per hour. So whether you're using a predictive dialer or whether you're using a power dial, right, where the reps are just kind of clicking a button and it dials for them, make sure that you have that benchmark. You know it's good for your organization. Make sure that you have all the reps kind of adhering to that. Don't make it too high. Don't make it too low. Make it attainable, but nothing that's going to burn anybody out. And then we have the difference between your contacts and your connects, right? So your connects are just basically somebody on the other end of the phone picked up and said hello, right? Could have been the right person, might not have been, could have been their daughter, but somebody picked it up means it was a, it was a good number, Um but the more important one is your your connects, which means you talked to the right person. So if it's a somebody that you know you have to talk to Janie Smith, you're actually talking to Janie Smith. That will go as a connect, and that rolls into your conversion, right? So we basically take a a kind of a qualified and an unqualified conversion, which means we take our unqualified, which is the conversion, the sales that we get out of our connects, which means out of the whole universe of calls that we're really dialing, right? Now, we do qualify them a little bit. You could do it off the total amount of, of, of dials. So if you have 5,000 leads that you're dialing, you could do that percentage. I don't know really what that tells you other than if that file is good or not, which, you know, I guess maybe that's, that is important. But when we're looking more at like the rep level and, and what reps are doing a good job, you're going to look at the connects in, in, in your conversion, which is this, basically the sales divided by the connects that they have, and then your contacts, right? And that's the really, really, really important conversion number. So that's going to tell you if they can sell or not. So basically, every time they got a yes or no, what percentage of them are yeses? So if you have one yes out of every 10 no's, you have 10% conversion for that agent. Benchmark that, and then that's the number that you're going to kind of work on. I think that's almost more important than sales per hour because that's the long term, you know, how good really the agent is because everybody can get lucky for a couple hours uh, and have a nice high sales per hour. But your conversion um, kind of doesn't lie over that long period. And then the other important one is, and this is for those of you guys who are using a predictive dialer, and please, 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 from a TCPA regulation, you have to know your abandonment rate which basically means if you have a two to one ratio of calls going out, so let's say you have 10 agents, your predictive dialer is gonna dial two lines for each of those. And as customers answer the phone, the, the dialer is gonna give them to your agents. Well, those ones that are left at the end, they get just abandoned. So for TCPA, you gotta be under 3%, I believe. We've stopped using the predictive dialer as about six months ago for TCPA. We're just using power dial here in my center. So, but normally we, we always try to keep that under 3% from a TCPA to make sure that we're following with the regs of, of that. And then the last metric that whether you're inbound or outbound that you should know, right, is your cost per call. So basically you're adding up your expenses, dividing it by the amount of calls that you're taking or the amount of calls that, uh, um, that come into your center and find out, you know, what really your your cost per call. There's a ton of different ways. It's like accounting, right? You can you can do all your accounting and all of your your cost per agent, right? And add up all of the expenses divided by the amount of agents and you know how much your agent cost is. Just another way to break that down is to do the same thing and do it to divided by the calls that come in. So you know how expensive each each of your calls are. And that's probably an important number for for kind of some of the higher ups. All right. So guys, that's that's kind of what I have. Um 
I wanted to get this one out. A lot of you guys have asked about it. So again, those are my kind of hardcore efficiency metrics for the call center. Um, if you have any questions, please let me know. Again, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Check me out on LinkedIn. Um, we have the book, More Advice from a Call Center Geek, that is on Amazon. That's selling awesome. So check that out as well. That go- gets into a lot of this stuff uh, as we uh, that we've been talking about as well. So again, thank you guys very much, and I will talk to all of you next week.